different diff- different headset this time yeah those have died on you i or? don't i don't trust the other one i'm i'm i think i might just do do airpods from now on it was very embarrassing last time when my professional setup just <laughs> collapsed midway through <laughs> just crashed and gave up on you <laughs> hello everyone and welcome to the 172nd episode Jesus, that's way too many. I just, I just clocked how many that is. <laughs> that is, that's 173 too many <laughs> of the poorly planned podcast. My name is Benedict. You may know me better as BHL Hudson. Here we talk about movies, TV shows, a bunch of nonsense. With me, as always, is my friend, co-host, and early morning pod slash Hobbit buddy, Frederick. <laughs> Damn it! Yep, I thought I could it. get away with this. Yeah, we had a little conversation off pod about Freddy's attire this morning, which does make him look like one. <laughs> and his baggins. future on this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're you're wrapped up in what I assumed was a a green Shire cape, but uh, you've informed me <laughs> I mean, you're not far off. <laughs> it's Basically, else. it's just it's just so cold in my flat right now. The insulation is terrible. The window ceiling is really poor. So like in in like over Christmas break, we got like frost on the inside of the windows, which mm-hmm. I don't think is supposed to happen. It does not <laughs> sound good. Um, and it's just so cold. So I'm rocking a bathrobe and then a little Attack on Titan cape. But I do now realize just up front and only on the shoulders, it does look like Samwise Gamgee's <laughs> traveling pack. <laughs> You're about to just go off on an adventure as Martin Freeman screams. <laughs> also, just question, no judgment, but... You're also still shirtless. I can see like that you're shirtless. Why not put on a shirt and what? the bathroom and the cape? <laughs> you're like, it's fucking freezing here, listen, so I wore my <laughs> hobbit cape. <laughs> listen, listen. It's you need to get a little little breathing room as well. Okay. I've got Is it for swag purposes? Okay. In our defense, it is nine AM right now, so you know, we're not really I don't think we're ready for full potting, so we're just gonna Yeah. I'm taking my vitamins. Ugh, I took my vitamins pre-pod, bro. Get on my level. Um, Sorry, bro. Sorry. Today, we're going to be talking mini-reviews and news. I'm thinking we blast Ooh. through some mini-reviews. I don't have that much. We do some newsums, and then at the end, a little topic, a more full review. I thought, because we have both seen it now and we haven't gotten a chance to discuss it, I thought we could talk about Babylon. We we can talk about Babylon. Because I, I have a lot Ooh. of thoughts. I will, by the time this video or this pod has come out, I will have put a video out about it. But I feel like we need to have some good discourse here. You know what I mean? Mm, um, we need a, a little back and forth. Absolutely. And so there are time codes down below. You can skip around to those as you please. Before we get into it, just a little thing. You know, I, I feel like I'm bringing back the BHL rants at the start of these. And um, I, not, I enjoy them. Not so much a rant, just more of a... Uh, I, I just a wanna, love confession. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I want to share something with you and just be slightly validated Please. in my anger here. So, for college, oh, so it is an angry rant, <laughs> which is to be which is to be expected in college. We, I'm assigned a lot of a lot of readings, and I'm not gonna lie, a lot of them are those kind of overly wordy, sort of pretentious kind of mm. you know those kind of readings, which is honestly fine. I'm a grown ass man. All right, I'm. I can comprehend it. It's okay. I can handle it. However. What a weird way to go about this. <laughs> Which is fine, because I'm a grown-ass man. <laughs> I was recently assigned a reading, uh, and I would just like to read you the first sentence of this reading and Please. explain to you why I out loud said to myself, fuck you, to this, <laughs> to this piece of work. So this is a, please, please. a piece of work about privacy, secrecy, intimacy, Human Bonds and Whatever by Zygmunt Bauman. 
Alain Ehrenberg, a uniquely insightful analyst of the convoluted trajectory of the modern individual's short yet dramatic history, attempted to pinpoint the birthdate of the late modern cultural revolution, at least of its French branch, that ushered in the liquid modern world which we continue to inhabit, design, as well as overhaul and refurbish and refurbish day in, day out, a sort of Western cultural revolution's equivalent of the salvo of the battleship Aurora that gave signal to the assault and capture of the Winter Palace and triggered the 70 years of the Bolsheviks' rule. Now, God. Fuck you. What a, <laughs> what a loser. One oh sentence. God. Like, I hate it. It's, I hate it. I, 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 I just, because there are a lot of these kind of readings that I get that are kind of worded like that, but you can tell that there's a point and there's like, uh, I don't know, you can get what they're trying to say. This one sounds like some asshole just trying to be like, yo, check me out. Check this Very, shit out. Yo, check me out. I'm academically inclined. <laughs> I'm Zygmunt Bauman or whatever the fuck. So anyway, fuck Freaking you. Bauman. Well, okay. I, I usually laugh at these rants, but this one, I will give a FDK stamp of approval right. because this is Come a- on. This is a fuck you moment. Freaking Bauman. This is the number one bullshit. So I hope my my lecturer listens to this and fails me for, <laughs> for hating on her it's favorite the, author. It's your lecturer's own book. She <laughs> is Mr. Bauman. She is Zygmunt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So I just, just had to get that off my chest. Um, we're going to move mm. on. No, I get that. I get that. I get that. <laughs> <laughs> some, uh, some mini reviews. And I'm actually, I'm going to move Babylon here real quick down to the end. Um, out the gate, we, we've, off the pod, we started a little policy that with TV shows, we should save them until they're done to talk about them. So we're not every week kind of saying the same thing. Um, however, yeah. I did just want to... However. Get a little get a little feeler out there if you have been watching The Last of Us. And if you have, Ooh. maybe we talk the first two episodes and then save until the end and then do the full series. So we get a little first mm. impressions. And yeah, then I like end. it. Um, I, I like it. We make rules. We bend them because we want to. Yeah, I enjoy it. We're, we're the poorly planned, bro. The world is our fucking oyster, bro. <laughs> our 200 <laughs> listeners are just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> we may set up boundaries, but we're just going to fucking knock those bitches down. <laughs> and what are they going to do? Not listen to us and not get their daily dose of fun? I don't think so. <laughs> and not get the only smile in their day? <laughs> I think the fuck not. Anyways. Um, <laughs> anyway, the last one. Have you been watching? You best believe I've been watching. And oh, goddamn, do I very much enjoy. I was going to say, watching it, I did have a thought of... This is a very Freddy thing to enjoy. I felt like you would, you would, mm. you would like it. <laughs> Man loves the apocalypse. <laughs> Man loves death and destruction. Um, well, because you've also you can, for for once, I might add, you could approach this with a little more uh, background and knowledge than I can because you have in mm. fact played the games. Um, I have, have indeed. I've seen. Some I haven't played the. Se- I haven't played the second one, but the first one I have done a little cheeky run through of, and mm. I mean, I I don't mind if it. If it strays a bit from the from the original storyline, but as long as it's good, and so far, I, I'm loving it. But did, did you see like there's the com, like the comparative photos of Pedro Pascal and Joel? Very good. He, he looks exactly like it. I'm not gonna lie. He looks I know. like they've nailed yes. that. It's dangerous. <laughs> it's actually scary. Dangerously close. Um, but <laughs> should be illegal to look this close to Joel. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think so far, 
the I mean the first episode was like an hour and twenty, and the entire time I was sitting there just hooked. Yeah. Not not a moment I was bored. Um, the acting's very good. It's still like getting you know so slowly getting into it, but so far, so good and so tense. Even without the like a lot of zombie stuff so far. Yeah, uh, I think the horror stuff that it's done so far has been very. It's. Yeah, as someone who doesn't like horror, it's as close to that line as I like. You know, it's like some tension building and the occasional, like, very exciting moment. But it's not really just, like, gross jump scares. It's kind of a little more um, yeah. <laughs> intellectual type of horror. A little bit more of that. It's a, that Rick and it's got that Key and Peele vibe. I mean, uh, the, just the, just the peel. peel. The Key and Peele. <laughs> also, I shouldn't be making Rick and Morty references anymore. Um, I don't know if you heard about all that. Well, yeah, so he, he got replaced as both Rick and Morty. So... I've been saying. Has he actually? Yeah. Um, I have been saying for years Shit. that you do a great Morty impression, so maybe you should you should throw your hat in the ring. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Thank you. Good. Okay. I did it there. Just say dance, monkey dance, and you obliged, and I, I appreciate you bailing me out there. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. the look in your if eye I just was like, there and said, I don't want to do this. <laughs> the look in your eye was like, it's nine a.m. Don't don't make me. But you went for it, and I respect Just it. Take my vitamins, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's the most reluctant. Ah, jeez, Rick. Oh <laughs> um, God! But imagine if I just sat there and said, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah you just sit there completely silent. But anyway, The Last of Us is a pretty good show. Anyway, The Last of Us. Um, I agree. I think it's just. It's broken the curse so far of the video game adaptation mm-hmm. um, being dog yeah. shit. Uh, I think, mm-hmm. yeah, obviously the acting is great. I think, uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones is great as Ellie. Um, she is very good as Ellie. You yeah. can you can see the, you know, the, I can already feel the emotional heartbreak coming because they're kind of bonding a little bit and then you can tell all shit's going to go wrong and it's going to be bad. Um, but mm-hmm. I also think, yeah, just the like, the atmosphere and the like, all the effects and like sets and stuff look amazing. And yeah, it's 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 a beautifully dystopian city. Yeah, and I, I also can I just say I love about like a zombie or like an apocalypse kind of thing. It shouldn't be like the whole thing because then it gets too much of a good thing. But I love that like the initial point where it starts because that it's like the yeah. connection to our world. Like it, it and that first episode where. Uh, just all the chaos and like you see the fucking like the planes flying over and shit and that was it felt very mm-hmm. like yeah real th- it felt it was also yeah it was because it was quite well done as well because like although chaos as you say eventually does just kind of break loose it is kind of like a slow build where it starts in like in jakarta and then it slowly makes its way to a few houses and stuff like that and just yeah. all of a sudden all chaos is loose how how quickly it escalates and it was it was quite cool yeah and like the catatonic um, grandma like becoming like reanimated yeah, yeah, yeah. basically ah terrifying mm-hmm. yeah because you really you could really sense like the stress and chaos through the screen like with the when they're like going off road and just screaming the entire time and yeah, yeah. it was yeah i enjoyed feel- it. and also i like the have you seen you've seen both episodes yeah yeah i like the beginning of the second one as well with the the stuff in jakarta yeah a little, little, little cheeky backstory as well i i enjoy it yeah no great building of and yeah, tension and just like the panic that kind of sets in. Also, not to make it all real worldy, but just I think it maybe helps a little bit with the realistic feeling thing that we just had, like kind of a worldwide pandemic that obviously was not a zombie fungus apocalypse, but 
you know, sadly, you can, <laughs> you can kind of imagine because we just went through a thing where like it spread so fast, and then you find out it's in this country and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that like you could exactly even relate to it more. Kind of not, yeah, not yeah, not fully like relate to the horror. I mean, maybe even yeah. the horror part, but just like yeah, the how fast it can spread. Yeah. Also, fungus zombies. I mean, I guess I can't credit the show too much because it is from the game, but very cool update on kind of a tired you know trope of zombies. A very cool mm-hmm. way of doing it. And. And even though it obviously can't affect, I don't think, mammals or humans at all, it is a real thing that, like, takes over insects and and stuff like that. So it's, like, it's a real thing. I've I've seen the the David Attenborough clips. He's like, the fungus is (laughs) making its way through the ant's anus or whatever it does, and then it pops out of its fucking head. (laughs) It's... It's positively defiling the ant <laughs> with its fungal power. <laughs> um, yeah, no. So overall... Definitely something I assume you have. Fungal power. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate, appreciate that. It's in my Tinder bio, actually. That's all it says. All uppercase. <laughs> B.H.L. Hudson. Not your real name. Fungal bio. I mean... <laughs> Bio. The, the picture is just a super close-up of my face just staring. Somewhere in this picture, there's a hidden mushroom. Find it, and I'll go on a date with you. Get no dates. No one can find it, but they try desperately. The world weeps. <laughs> anyway, Last of Us, uh, very good so far. Um, I'm a big fan. Although it is yeah, also, I'm not going to lie... It's so kind of sad <laughs> that, like, I'm not necessarily, like, excited <laughs> to watch it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be kind of a bummer, isn't it? But it's, like, a little bit like a mm. Game of Thrones-ish in a way, I guess. But, um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas you, you can't not watch it, but it's not always something that brings you joy. Yeah, but but quite good. Um, mm. I'm going to run through... I have three others here. I'm going to just... I'm going to speed round them. Okay. Um, Please. I watched the first The Predator movie, Just Predator. Arnold Schwarzenegger fighting the Predator. Um, the Predator? Weird Swedish Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, very good movie. Um, yeah, I just kind of... I'm trying to work my way a little bit through the classics that I haven't seen. Like, I've never seen Alien. I've never seen Predator. That kind of stuff. And just very good. Very well done. Him and Apollo Creed having a bit of a team-up. Although Apollo's mm. a, bit of a bit of a bastard. Um, uh-huh. Lots of nice, brutal deaths. Uh, great finale. Just a just a great action thriller. Everything you kind of heard, it, it's that kind of movie. Like when you watch the first Terminator or whatever, where you go like, I, I understand why this is so iconic. You know. Mm, mm. Um, does again not not having seen it, does Apollo die in this? I will say spoilers for the Predator first movie. I think all but two characters do die. All but Arnold and the girl. So, yes, Apollo does uh. die a brutal death. A brutal death. How how so? Uh, I think he. <laughs> There's nothing I enjoy more than listening to Apollo's different deaths. <laughs> I think he gets. Shot. I can't even remember because everyone dies. There's so many different deaths. He gets shot in the head. I think Apollo maybe gets shot through the chest. Um, yeah. I mean, there are also obviously some kind of goofy effects, but like when it's camouflaged and stuff. Which, by the way, I've never really gotten about the Predator that it's like it's camouflage thing. You can always see. Like it's not that camouflage yeah like it's it, but, like it you can see the kind of mirage kind of yeah know. but besides a couple like camouflaged predator moments the effects and like the costume and stuff for the actual predator crazy good way better than the the 2018 one um so yeah good good shit um i also rewatched the film ted 
because I was f- <laughs> feeling naughty. Going from from one horror to the next. <laughs> uh, just a pretty fun movie. I mean, it's yeah. I don't know if you've ever stupid, seen it. It's stupid, but it's, it's yeah, enjoyable. It's very, it's very yeah, dumb, yeah. but it's, it's. I haven't seen Ted Two, but I've seen Ted One a few times, and it's it's good. It's it's basically like a live action Family Guy episode. Um, yeah, and I have to say, Mark Wahlberg, very charming. Um, mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> even though we said last time he's very good at making hateable characters. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, I was watching. I was like, oh, he's actually, he's actually got a bit of a. <laughs> Mark, you're making me blush over here. Um, <laughs> Mark, god damn it, you're so <laughs> handsome. And uh, I rewatched Kung Fu Panda two because Puss in Boots made me think of it, and I was like, you know what, I should, I should watch that. That'd be kind of fun. And I did. It was a good. weird connection, but <laughs> I, I can respect it. It's, it's pretty... <laughs> These flashbacks to Shrek and stuff like that. You know what I should watch? Kung Fu Panda 2. You know what I'm thinking? I'm going to watch Ted tonight, actually. <laughs> Why don't I just watch Puss in Boots? You know what? Schindler's List sounds really good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, just a, just a kind of delightful time, I'm not going to lie. A wholesome ending delightful with time. Mr. Ping. Mr. Ping. Very, I, I do believe I cried when that happened. Mm. I'm your son. Oh, Poe! <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good, Mr. Ping. <laughs> Thank you. I pride myself but in It also my... sounds like him having a heart attack. <laughs> oh! oh. <laughs> he just collapses. End of movie. Come... Kung Fu fighting starts playing. <laughs> <laughs> the credits are over Kung... Mr. Ping's funeral. Everybody wants <laughs> As he's lowered into the ground, everyone's crying. He's got a really upbeat fight song on in the background. Like a flash of lightning! <laughs> As the dirt is emptied onto the grave. As, t- as, as Tiger weeps. <laughs> Poe considers taking his own life. Sorry, that got too dark, but... I can imagine it though. <laughs> it ends with Kung Fu Fighting. I'm supposed to take a gun in his mouth. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the Dragon Warrior. <laughs> God. Holy shit. Um, Jesus. Horrible. Mr. Ping. <laughs> Paul. Uh, anyway. Oh, Paul! <laughs> that, that, honestly, all jokes aside, that's a pretty good Mr. Ping. <laughs> Funeral society here. That's Mr. Ping. <laughs> um, if you have some, um, some, some I do. I've, reviews. I've got, I've me. got some. I've got two, two small ones. We got not really a, a movie or series, but I've been watching a little bit of the handball World Cup. Ah, I, yeah, it's the finale tonight, isn't it? It is, and Denmark have just. Taking the world by storm. I mean, Denmark's uh, gonna win. Come on. I mean, I hope so. If they win, it'll be the third time in a row. Never been done before. That'd be kind of cool. We're the goats. We're the goats. We got this was recorded Lendin. on Sunday, by the way. Just for the record. Yeah, Lendin, <laughs> Lendin is, is a moor. He is a moor, and we got Miguel Henson, who is an oh. untamable lion breed beast. Miguel Henson is absolutely the goat. He does. I say this with all love and respect. Does he not look a little bit like? Like a Neanderthal? <laughs> like just with the hair and the cut. Co- you see what I mean. What a what a string of sentences. <laughs> Miguel Hansen, he's the goat. However, little Neanderthal-y. <laughs> it's like with that, he's a very handsome man, but just like with that hair, he kind of looks like, you know the ones from Night at the Museum? He is, he's, he's like a, he, I fully get you. Right. He does look like uh, 
It's like he's like a Viking mixed with a Neanderthal. That's that a, had a m- weird baby. A more complimentary way of putting it, yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a big handsome warrior mixed with a bit of <laughs> bit of caveman, <laughs> bit of a yeah, pre-human species. Um, have you also seen? Like, have you seen any interviews with him? He's got this like he's this big. Harry, just like beastly looking guy, and he's got the squeakiest little voice. <laughs> I don't think like, I have seen it. Like, hi guys. <laughs> but yeah, make, for the record, for those who don't know what we're talking about, I just realized handball is not a very worldwide known sport. Like, no one here knows what handball is when I talk to them about it. Um, but it is. Oh, really? I mean, it, it, yeah, it's what it sounds like. It's like football with your hands, and Denmark is the best at it, and we have the goat making it. We invented it. Team. Did we invent it? Yeah, the goat. I think so. Ah, I'm but it's, sure it's not that cool to be the best at it then if we <laughs> invented it. Okay, well, okay. France is really good. <laughs> we, we perfected it. But, yeah, no, it's, um, I haven't been able to watch the games because uh, I've been, you know, kind of life stuff. But tonight I hope to mm. catch the finale uh, in the evening. I, I would like to as well. And then, uh, apart from that, I've also just finished a quick little anime miniseries. Please cue the intro. Oh, here we go. It's been a while. Bruh. I did, in fact... Watch and finish, mainly on the plane rides, because it was something simple and easy to watch uh, and do. Something called Records of Ragnarok. Ooh, okay. Sounds kind of... Sounds like it goes okay. hard. <laughs> sounds like it fucking slaps. Um, again, it's it's one. It's like a fighting arena type of anime. I forget if there's a proper name for that. But it's like... The kind of premise is that the gods have, got, have gotten tired of humanity and want to kind of... Um, just like extinguish them but then they give humanity one last chance to prove themselves and it's like a big tournament where it's a so there's 13 gods and 13 humans throughout history and it's a one-on-one like battle between them and then whoever wins the majority so if the if humans win the majority they get to exist for another thousand years and if the gods win then they're then they're dead you know so it's and then like you're pitted up it's like thor against this like Chinese or Mongolian warrior, like from history, and then it's Adam, like the first man against Zeus and stuff. That's pretty cool. I, so I it's, it's it. actual people from like history. Yeah, itself. yeah, it's actual people and then actual gods. You know, so it's uh, it's 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 quite cool. I mean, they do they do rewrite some of the, like some history a few times, but it is like in essence like the gods and stuff like that, and they're like weird anime versions of them. But it's it's it was just quite quite cool. That's a fun, fun, like fun premise. It's easy to watch, and and yeah, I give a lot of animes out of thirteen Mr. Pings. <laughs> that sounds like one of one of the cooler premises you mentioned. I'm more for the animes of uh, you know hardcore god battle arena stuff than like no offense, but the, I'm on the volleyball team. Not <laughs> son of a bitch. You take that back. <laughs> no, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Instead of what, what was it? Rent a girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll never let you forget that one. <laughs> <laughs> I stand by it. That's a great anime. Anyways, um, and I think I think that's all the mini reviews I've got. Well, time for some news. Speaking of kind of anime-ish eh, vibes to some of it, uh, maybe you can refute that if you disagree. But did you see the little teaser for Invincible Season 2? You best believe I did. With a little Seth Rogen in the diner scene. Very delightful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I won't lie. I wasn't a huge fan of the first Invincible. Yeah. we. This is one of our rare disagreements. Or not even disagreements, mm. just differences of opinion. I was a very massive fan. Um, 
you were a, a slimmer fan. It was, it was, it was good. It was just, it just felt like, like it, I, as I'm sure, it, I don't know if it intended to, but it felt like the boys a little bit. But I don't, I don't know. Like I can't exactly pinpoint what I didn't like about it. It just didn't really hook me. Was it some of the kind of cheap looking animation sometimes? I think it might have been. Mm. But um. Yeah, it was just a, it wasn't really a teaser of like the actual footage of the next season, but just a fun little Seth Rogen Invincible kind of meta convo in in the diner, which was mm-hmm. a nice reminder also because what I mainly remember from Invincible is the horrific blood and guts stuff, and it's it's nice to remember yeah. that it's also it's nice to be grounded. Yeah, it's a little Seth fun Rogen. and it's a little goofy sometimes, and has you know Seth Rogen alien who's a bit of fun. Um, so yeah, that's coming late twenty twenty three. I guess that will. <laughs> replace rick and morty as my most hyped sci-fi animated show damn <laughs> no. why, why is that what's happened to rick and morty i don't know i, I don't know if you heard but uh jeez rick sorry 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 jeez sorry. <laughs> rick no i'm not i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do it but morty <laughs> there you go we've done it and that was yeah, rick and morty that's, season that's seven guys we we just spoiled the entire thing <laughs> You're welcome. Um, God, I don't know how it's going to be without without him. I mean, I I'm, I think I, they can. I get the reasoning behind it. It's like if if Mickey Mouse, the guy who voices Mickey Mouse, dies, which he probably has fifty times. Like it's just you know, it's not like it's his face. Yeah, or but anything. you can you can find I, someone who can do a good enough Rick and Morty impression. If we get like Mr. Ping as Rick, that would just <laughs> that would actually be really I would good. Watch the shit out of that. <laughs> That'd be fucking great. And Jack Black as <laughs> so Morty. We got, we've done it. <laughs> God, I love it. That's actually really good. And Morgan Freeman as Summer. <laughs> okay, great. Have you seen that video, by the way, of Morgan Freeman from the 70s and like his big di- disco costume? And he's like dancing. I think he's in a, and his big dick. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen that Morgan Freeman sex tape from the 70s? It's nuts, bro. You won't believe how flexible Literally, he is. Literally, he's just... <laughs> Literally. Man can bend in all sorts of different directions. <laughs> anyway, um, speaking of... Uh, God, I have no transition here. Oh, I, okay, <laughs> Morgan Freeman's massive seventies penis. <laughs> well, speaking of a, a a naughty take on a on a classic wholesome thing, as in <laughs> Morgan Freeman sex jokes, um, there is in fact a sequel in the works to Violent Ooh. Night. Ooh, I will <laughs> gladly watch a little bit of that harbor. Harbor's on a on a mad one. I <laughs> that the subtitle? A Harbor Madness Story. <laughs> it's the most it's the longest running saga in cinema. Uh, <laughs> yeah, what do you what do you think about that? I mean, I enjoyed the first Violent Night. I think I I, I mean I enjoy watching Harbor up on the on the screen and if they just stick to, to the similar kind of not not low budget, but not a hugely overcomplicated story and just like kind of making it a smaller movie if you get what I mean I, I'm here for it yeah I they shouldn't I, make it into like a, a big Santa's gonna like save New York kind of thing you know <laughs> yeah I agree I, I think they probably will to like up the stakes and also cause you can't like it's one of those movies where he kind of learned his lesson he learned to be more jolly so like you can't really do the same like fun like Santa's you know I mean I don't think it needs a sequel whatsoever. No, but to be fair, I didn't think the first one needed to exist, and it was fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> true. Got it. It could just be a 
weird law drama about his divorce with Mrs. Claus. That would be that would be pretty dope. Who do you get as the as the attorney? Morgan Freeman yeah. in the seventies. All right, <laughs> great. I was hoping you'd go there. Totally nude though. We've done it. We've created the ultimate sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why we don't have lucrative Hollywood jobs yet. We bring so much to the table. <laughs> um, we bring enormous amounts to the table. <laughs> we then have. Did you see? I'm sure you didn't, but did you see the trailer for Shazam Two: mm. Fury of the Gods? What is what? What is this weird kind of neglect? We mean, you sure, surely I didn't watch it. I'm sorry. Did you? I could have watched it. Did you? No. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Not not at that's, all. That's what I. That's what I thought. Um, I think I have. Look at you getting all snugly over there. I see you snuggling up in your fucking hobbit blanket. What is happening? I just see you getting all cozy like you're sitting by the fire as you wait for me to discuss the Shazam trailer. I'm here for a good time. <laughs> um, but basically, I got, I got some controversial takes here, all right? I'm going to throw this out here. Ooh, okay. And this is... Is this a Ghostbusters kind of thing? Well, it might be. And and this is, a, this is something that I've thought about because, like... You know, I don't want to say we've built our podcasting career on superhero movies. I think that's where it started. And I think we've, you know, mm-hmm. evolved And then into, we grew as men. We talk about them a lot. It's fun to talk about. We still enjoy. But we talk about other things as well, mm-hmm. as, as evidenced from yeah. this, this pod so far. And I'm, I'm just kind of... Parts of me thinks, like, am I... Are superhero movies kind of becoming more tired? Am I kind of growing out of it? What's happening? And then... A superhero movie come along and it's like, oh, this is actually really, really fun. I really like this. You know, a lot of stuff last year was like that. But then I'll see something like this trailer. <laughs> and then I, and then I, and then I see Shazam and I hate <laughs> it. Then I see this again. trailer and I'm, I legitimately, I say this with no disrespect to anyone <laughs> myself who like watched it and thinks that looks really fun. Obviously, to each their own. To me, this is the first superhero movie in a while where I was like, this really looks like a like a little kids movie. You know what I mean? Which, to be ah, fair, okay. most superhero movies are for kids. Like, I'm not gonna... It's not like I'm watching the Ant-Man trailer and being like, oh my god, the most adult oh my god. drama I could what? ever hope what? for. But the thing is, with a lot of those, like... Even, you know, another example, Puss in Boots, kids movie, can be enjoyed by mm. by adults. And the superhero movies are made for, you know, that teen, early teen kind of demographic. Yeah, yeah, But still... You, teen, pre-teen kind of thing? There's a reason yeah. they're so popular, is that they can still be enjoyed by... The rest of society on a level. And this mm-hmm. is the first one in a while where I was just thinking... <laughs> and Shazam will be enjoyed by no one. <laughs> it's like, either I'm getting too old for this stuff, or this movie specifically looks... It, I'll put it like this. It looked like a McDonald's kids uh, toy kind of movie. You know what I mean? When they, I don't know if they still do that. But okay, they used to have the yeah, Happy yeah, Meals yeah. with the toys. Like the Happy Meals. and I, th- I don't know if they still do, but God, I get what, what you mean. What a boomer reference. What, what, what was so bad about it? <laughs> it was just... It was really... I don't know. It, I mean, just... Uh, I don't know if I'm becoming more of a pretentious cinema asshole from, like, all of my Could friends be, being film but, students now. But, like... <laughs> I mean, given the books you have to read, I would not blame <laughs> yeah, you if you were. But it's just... It just looked... Like, not... in. Like, I genuinely kind of think I'll just skip it unless it gets really good reviews because it just... It looked... You know, the green screen's kind of bad. It looks like a really goofy plot. But I can't even say that it's like, oh, it's, it looks so goofy and dumb. Because, like, most superhero movies are goofy and dumb. But this one in particular, yeah. I just watched me was like, this looks just especially... Does it, does it look Does it look lazy? It just look, yeah. Kind, 
Yeah, it's just like the jokes are all very hammy kind of kids movie jokes. And like if there's a part where the villain is sitting there talking to him and he's like, okay, let me just say, you are so intimidating. And I was like, ah. <laughs> Come on. Sorry. God. I don't, I don't, <laughs> Shit. And like all the action scenes and stuff. That I'm not trying to be like an asshole here because I was thinking like if I'm a kid watching this, like, yeah, this looks like a fun kids movie. It does. It, basically, what I'm trying to say is it didn't appeal to me at all. And I'm not trying to be like, I'm better than you. I'm a film student, whatever. I think if you watched it, I feel like you would have a similar take. But... I thought you were going to say, if you watched it, you'd really enjoy it. That's going to be really offended. <laughs> if you watched it, your little, your little pea brain would really enjoy it. That's the thing. I hate like talking like this because it makes it sound like I'm saying, like, oh, you know, if you enjoyed it, like you're just a little kid, and that's fine. It's fine to, for kids to enjoy yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, it's fine if you've got no freaking standards whatsoever <laughs> like, for cinema. <laughs> like, again, we I don't care. both loved Puss in Boots. You know what I mean? It's not like a... I just thought this... Puss in Boots is a great film. <laughs> As you hunch in the Hobbit cape. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> How... Bloody dare you! <laughs> I was not. I was not here for it personally. Um, then again, I didn't really love the first Shazam movie either. So yeah, I was gonna say you didn't. You didn't love the first one either. I mean, I thought the first one was pretty. But good. the first one kind was kind of an Ant Man kind of vibe. Looked, was the first one was more fun than this one looks, and it looked like it had more like kind of panache to it than than this one. Mm. And the only crime you did commit, we stole my panache. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I may get some some Ghostbusters as Kate off of this, but you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you 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 love um, you love the drama. I love the drama, but I'm still that's the thing. I'm still looking forward to like Ant Man and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know what's happened to me. Um, we'll see though. Should we? Speaking of real cinema though, should Ooh. we talk Babylon? I think we should talk. <gasps> Babylon. And here's actually the the hate train is not going to stop because let me actually let me get my phone and just just read you some comments I got on my Letterboxd review real quick. Ooh, okay. Is this? I mean, I got rare FDKL mm. on my Letterboxd. Well, yeah. Is this going to be a beautiful moment of of union? I think this this might be one of our first moments of friendship between us, where. <clears throat> mm. I gave it two and a half stars, right? And I wrote... <gasps> Me too! Oh, let's go. Me too! I wrote, pitiful. And then in parentheses, <laughs> I wrote, not really, it was all right. So then I get comments. Rare BHL Hudson. Massive L, very ah. rare. Putting the L in BHL right now. Common BHL. Sad for things to come. Massive L. Massive Hudson L bigger than the Hudson nose. Um, oh and I did, I did get one comment, common BHL dub, and one of my friends wrote, don't listen to these fools, BHL, this is a common dub, not L, but, uh, turning the, did you become BHW Hudson? <laughs> BH Dubson? Um, <laughs> also, the fucking, the film guys have started just inserting BHL Hudson into everything, so as we're strolling down the street, they just look at me and go, BHL Watson? That's so good. But I look. I I I had some divided thoughts on this. Mm, Uh, Me too. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. What did you What did you think overall? What's your takeaway coming out of it? I will say overall, I find it. I I did not hate it at all, but I did not like it. Not nearly as much as I felt I should have liked it. Mm. Mainly because. I know it's a very weird thing because there wasn't something. I mean, there's a few things, especially the ending, but like the entire thing, just 
blended together in something that seemed a bit of a bit of a mess to me. And it was I found it like when I left, I find it very difficult to pinpoint and actually explain exactly why I didn't enjoy it. Mm. But I didn't enjoy it. I have a there's, similar again, there's an enjoy, en- enjoyable moments. Yeah. Pit I thought was very good. Pit there's was a good. few good Margot moments. Um Toby Maguire was so out of place, I thought. But <laughs> I kind of the Toby Maguire spoilers for Babylon. Should we just go full spoilers from here? Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, let's go full Time goes down below. Um, the Toby Maguire sex party dungeon part of the movie I thought was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> just the way it comes out. Of the yeah, movie. I, I was like, I was like, what the hell is it? <laughs> just like just a guy eating a rat and stuff. And um, yeah, it was interesting. Um, I I kind of agree. Where it's hard to say exactly. What I don't like, and I think the first, a big chunk of the first part of the movie, first half, maybe even first two thirds, I'll be honest, I was very much on board for. I was like... Me too. I, yeah, especially like the first half, I think I was very, I, I, I very much enjoyed it. I think I would give them like three and a half, four stars if we continue that yeah. way. But even, even if it yeah, kind of like ended after like the two hour, ten minute mark or something, um, it like... It has, as I kind of mentioned in the video, it it like the whole movie is very chaotic. But in the first half of it, it has like, it feels like it's like focused chaos. Like the as in yeah, like the director there, there's, isn't there's chaotic. Some co- like even though it's chaos, there is some cohesion there. Yeah, like the the party scene and all that. It feels like like very purposeful chaos. And like you're kind of sitting mm-hmm. there like, oh my god, like like what's happening in kind of like a cool way. Like this oh is, my god, this all it's, this, all it's this just shit. it's just what the twenties was like. <laughs> this is cinema yeah. right here. And then <laughs> towards the end. It kind of feels like the movie just becomes chaotic in the sense that you're asking, like, what is happening? Like, it's just kind of, like, going in all these directions, and you're like, yeah, it feels like no one told him, like, ah, maybe we can, maybe we can cut it here. Maybe we can, you know, cut this, cut this down. It felt, it felt like... Who let him cook? The movie could have ended, like... <laughs> sorry. I'm so sorry. Outdated reference Don't be already. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but... <laughs> but... No, it was, uh, like, I thought, I thought, like, it could have ended 30, 40 minutes earlier. Yeah. Like, because there, it feels like there's different, like, a bunch of different endings for the same characters, where it's like, it just keeps on going. And I'm like, stop this. Yeah. That, one of the worst things I feel like a movie that's already really long can do is when you're kind of wanting to leave already, and then it has a bunch of kind of, like, fake-out endings... Because then the you can yeah. feel the crowd, like the audience, start to be like, oh, "Okay, it's time to leave." And then like the see another scene starts, and it's kind of like this, like yeah, this sort of dejected, like, "Oh, we're still, we're still going." Um, yeah, and I don't know. I think yeah, early on, it's almost like it's kind of two different movies. Because early on, there are these really long extended sequences that I thought were so cool and so well done, like the one where it's like Brad Pitt's movie and Margot Robbie's first like performance and it's intercut and he's trying to get the camera and it's all this chaos and it goes on for a really yeah, long time. See, that that stuff that yeah, it goes on for a long time, but that chaos again is good chaos where it's kind of like, you kind of see how like, I guess stressful or like, again, chaotic the movie industry was back then. Yeah. But it, it works. Yeah. And like the, the, I think that like that whole scene and the party scene were my two favorites. Yeah. I also, I also enjoyed the, the, um, first like the hello college scene where they're trying to get the the sound to work whenever and it's all it's showing like how difficult it is for silent actors to transition to sound i like that as yeah i liked it but i did think it could have been like they could have removed one or two takes i think yeah it went on a little long but I, it, it did go on for a long time 
I like the payoff where the guy just literally dies. <laughs> yeah. When I was watching all those scenes, though, I was thinking like, okay, so this is why it's three hours long. Because it has a lot of scenes like this that are really long. But that's not really it. it. It's because it has a bunch of those scenes early on. And then later in the movie, it's just kind of like, and here we here we are. Like now Manny's managing this part of the studio. And now Margot Robbie's career is up and down. And, and there's a way to do like repetitiveness. Because I got part of the point of her character is like, she keeps getting kind of second chances and she keeps fucking it up because she's, you know, a very damaged person, whatever. And there's, but there's a way of doing that without making like the audience feel like, oh, this movie is just kind of like going on and on and on. There's a way to convey that she's kind of keeps fucking up and over and over and over again without making the audience go like, what the fuck? Come on. Like, let's, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'll also say, yeah. I mean, should we, should we, should we talk? I oh, know, please finish, finish what we're going to say. I was going to say like everything technically, like the style, the cinematography, the music, like it's such a amazing film, like stylistically. And I can see why some people mm-hmm. adore it because like, it's so like aesthetically, there's a lot to like. Yeah. But again, I think the movie relies way too heavily on that mm. where it's, I think it's like, oh, they kind of thought this is so aesthetically pleasing. People are just going to like. People can't say it's not a good movie. Yeah. But it just it's not a, an enjoyable watch towards the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, what were you going to say before? Um, do, I was going to say, do we want to talk characters? Sure. What are we, what are we thinking here? Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's not like it's that they're that unique of characters. Like, they're kind of characters we've seen before. But I think they're well-performed. And I did, I did a little bit of reading afterwards about, like, what, who they're based on and it's interesting, like, um, Jack Conrad is, I can't even remember their names now, but he's based on this very famous, you know, silent film star who then everything kind of fell apart when he uh, transitioned to, like, talking films. And uh, Margot Robbie is based on this, like, kind of sex symbol of the time who then also had these, like, really traumatic family experiences. It's almost like reading about Margot Robbie's, the person she was based on, makes her character more interesting mm. because, like, it's basically her backstory. Like, you find out, like, her mother was like a schizophrenic uh, person, which you ca- they kind of hint at in the movie when she's in that mental asylum, which again was a little yeah, bit weird. Yeah, yeah, they sort yeah. of just like drop it in there and then I get like they were just trying to like hint like she's had a hard, you know, upbringing and whatnot. But Yeah, but it, it was a little, little out of place. Yeah. Um, I, I liked Manny. I thought, I thought Manny was, was great. I really like that actor. I, I've never seen him in anything before mm-hmm. and I, I hope he gets some, no, I some big I was, roles. Yeah, he was, he was really, really good. And I thought Pitt overall, very enjoyable. I will say probably my biggest... Hatred for this movie was that the wasn't in the movie. <laughs> they did cut that out. Yeah, a horrible choice. Which I cannot. Yeah, terrible choice from Giselle. Um, he was good though. And I, and and Margot in. You're going. I was gonna say about Pitt. I think he played really well, and this kind of plays into a lot of these like troubled film star characters. Um, even a little bit. I was thinking a little Bradley Cooper Star Is Born, but in a different way. Where mm. like he's clearly like a complete mess and like this like degenerate person but then he has this just like magical charisma when the camera turns on that just makes everyone love him yeah. and i think he yeah exactly. played that really well not saying brad pitt is a degenerate but i think he was like a perfect guy to play that role because he well mm-hmm. actually i'm just realizing there have been some allegations against brad pitt so anyway yeah maybe he maybe he truly was the perfect <laughs> choice <laughs> like he it was a great choice with him being that kind of actor where the camera's on him and like people just want to watch because he's so you know charismatic and mm-hmm. whatnot Exactly. No, it was very, very good. I will say, didn't feel like he had to kill himself. <laughs> Won't lie. Yeah. I, 
I mean, I'll be honest, that part was kind of very predictable. Again, kind of in a Star is Born way, like Again, you see yeah, his character like, this is... type before, and it usually ends with a suicide. Yeah, but I think Star is Born is a lot more realistic and justifiable. This one, I mean... Again, as we'll touch on more, like, with the whole ending when we talk about that, I think the movie gets a little bit pretentious. Not so much Pitt's, uh, like, whole thing here, but, like, he gets very, like, oh, what is, you know, what is my craft? What is, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. just, you don't, you don't have, you don't, like, you can think about it, but you don't, I mean, and he's, like, he kills himself. I mean, you can see it coming, but it does, if you think about it, like logically it does come as a little bit of a you know like obviously his movies haven't been doing great but they haven't been doing like like he's still making money and he's like yeah it's a bad movie it's whatever you know and then he just offs himself i don't know i thought i I did not think he had to do it personally yeah i i kind of disagree not saying he had to do it um but in the sense that like (laughs) if he didn't kill himself it'd be a terrible (laughs) movie but in the sense of like i kind of got the like not only is his career kind of fucked and like his aspirations of you know doing something great with the craft of cinema are kind of fucked as well um but like just i just like the burnout from all the alcohol and drugs and failed relationships and sort of like i i took it more like less like his career is failing and just like as a person he's just been going 100 miles an hour for so many years that just like his body and mind are just like it's kind of fucked yeah. at this point mm-hmm. but i i, I, I get you it, i mean I, I get you it did feel a little bit less like a heartbreaking moment kind of like a i guess we'll compare it to a star is born where it's like ah, like fuck like that that is really terrible and more like ah this this movie is gonna make this choice for the character like now he's gonna because that's like what a mm-hmm. movie would do kind of thing you know yeah, yeah exactly no i that was beautifully put oh, god um god, god. <laughs> um what do we think should we talk of the should we talk Margot? Margot. Um, I thought she was really, really good. I mean... I thought she was really good, but then towards the end, god damn, did I get annoyed at the character. <laughs> Again, she played it well, but I was like, ah, oh, so many stupid choices, stupid decisions, and just... Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, she, she got a little bit grating towards the end. No, for sure. But I guess I guess that's a little bit the point, is that she's just such a mess, yeah. and like, she'll never be able to kind of fix that about herself, I guess, that... Which poor Manny, you know, he gets dragged into all of it. Um, yeah, I mean, like a tragic character that I think she played well. I like the part where the director's like, uh, "Why? Like, how do you cry like that?" And she's like, oh, "I just think of home." And that was sort of like a, you know, yeah. I, was, I mean, leaves yeah. a bit to the imagination. Um, which apparently, by the way, something the, the real actress that she's based on said because she had such a you know abusive and like terrible upbringing. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought she was good. Um, I think, I mean, to be to be fair, to play devil's advocate a little bit here, the fact that the movie becomes more messy, less interesting to watch, and kind of more sad and whatever is a little bit, I think, intentional in the sense that, like, to show, you know, there's, like, the party and there's the crazy fun and, like, insanity and the movie's kind of crazy fun and then it sort of all kind of crumbles. But yeah, the movie also does again, feel unintentionally a bit messy. Yeah, again, I think he is just kind of... He's trying to be overly artistic and aesthetic with it. And again, as I say, I think towards the end, it gets pretentious. 
Yeah, and it's like uh, like the the end the end part where he's sitting in the cinema. I was like, fuck off! It was so I just sat there like oh, I I really hated we, it. I genuinely okay, was like, that we is have to awful. talk about the ending in a second because I'm very curious to get your thoughts on it. Um, before we do that, I will just say two things. One on Damien Chazelle, obviously I'm I absolutely love some of his movies, and he's extremely talented. I do think he maybe would be kind of an annoying guy to have a conversation with. <laughs> like, I just kind of get that vibe from the movies. Like, if you're talking about movies specifically, I feel like he might yeah. be a little bit. Of he might one be of those. a little bit of a. Yeah. Like we all know, especially as a, as a film school student, we all know some of those oh, people yes, who are kind of who don't even appreciate the Shazam two trailer, who are kind of pretentious. Yeah, assholes. I mean, I bet I bet Damien would not appreciate the Shazam two. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he's a pretentious asshole, but you kind of yeah, you get the idea of like. It, sometimes it also please do get that vibe. <laughs> like he just yeah he has a certain you know you know what i'm trying to say i, I also think yeah he, I, no i, I don't know what he maybe mean. was trying a little too hard at some points to be like edgy like it's like look i made la la land and that was all fantasy cutesy whatever now look at this fucking naked homeless man eat a rat and and they're all doing drugs and they're all like fucking each other and look at mm-hmm. titties and stuff and i got range bitch <laughs> Which, like, generally was pretty well done, but sometimes it felt a little bit like, look, at this isn't this isn't this edgy. And I was like, ah. Also, can we just real quick talk about some of the cast members that I didn't... I was I was watching, I was like, I think that's who that is, but I didn't really realize. So, first of all, <laughs> Toby Maguire's in this. No. Um, <laughs> we have... <laughs> but that looked exactly like he normally looks. <laughs> uh, Samara Weaving, the girl from... The woman, pardon me, from Ready or Not. Uh, okay. Who is Margot Robbie's, like, co-star. I was just like... She looked very familiar, and I was like, who is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then we also have True. fucking... Where is it? <laughs> I was like, surely that isn't... Surely they wouldn't get Flea to be in this. But in fact, Eddie <laughs> Nonos does make an appearance, right? And I was like... What, what is it? What is it? He's like some producer or something. And... Is he the German producer? Man, he's the one who talks to Manny, who's like, we got to do something about um, Margot Robbie. And... Ah, uh, okay. I was just he's like, that looks a one, lot yeah. like... That's a no nose no no page one, and it is so good for good for him. Um, but yeah, should we talk the ending here? Because and this is something I touched on in my video quite diplomatically, I'd like to say. But I've seen I don't know if you've if you've seen this. I've seen a lot of TikToks of people being like POV. You're watching the ending of Babylon, and it's them being like mind blown, and all the comments are like, "I can't fucking believe it! I saw the movie twice just to see that ending montage. I was crying. At first, I thought I was being duped. I was like, am I, am I, I thought, being pranked I thought, here? Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, I have not seen those, but you saying that, I would there, sit there and be like, oh, is this? Is this people being ironic? There's a sarcastic? huge online, and to be fair, again, it is the TikTok thing that I've seen yeah, this yeah. from. So like. Some of these people probably haven't even seen the movie. They're just like, that'd be a cool trend to be like, oh my god, the ending of Babylon. Yeah, yeah. But I don't get it. I really, I really did not enjoy it. <laughs> I thought it was whatsoever. Fine. I didn't it, hate was, it. it was, it was so pretentious. I the, hated it. Okay, the montage I thought was kind of goofy. I thought it was that was pretty, like the montage yeah. of movies. I saw one comment that was like, and again, this is why I, I could have sworn people were joking because they were like, oh my god, when the T one thousand showed up, I couldn't believe it. And I'm like. When the T one thousand showed, why, why can't when you there was a, that? like a YouTube montage of movies at the end of this movie? Like, like I mean, I get yeah. what they were going for. It's like, oh my god, he he did have an impact on cinema, and look what cinema became. But it's like a kind of goofy to put like fucking Avatar at the end of your movie, <laughs> and B, I, I did think so. It, it was a little. It's goofier. also weird. The thing that weirded me out about it was 
He's a fictional character. I know he represents people who were real, but if it had been like a real documentary about like this guy who made, who really wants to make an impact on cinema and then it's like, and look at what cinema became. But because it's a fictional character, that also weirded me the fuck out with the Sound of Music stuff. Because, or sorry, the Singing in the Rain stuff. Yeah. Because it's like, at the end of the movie, it, they show stuff from Singing in the Rain and it's like, oh my God, like we influenced Singing in the Rain. But it's like, you're a but fictional like, character. No, you didn't. Like you it's not that impressive or interesting because you just made up a character who influenced Singing in the Rain and then had him be amazed by it. It's like, you know what I mean? I was yeah. like, that's not... I, I totally know what you mean. <laughs> I just sat there and, yeah, the whole thing, like, oh, yeah, we we actually did something. We influenced cinema. No, you didn't. You Shut don't exist, Billy. <laughs> <laughs> you just don't exist, Billy. <laughs> Manny, wake up. You're living in someone else's head. <laughs> Manny, you it's are like... cinema. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Watch him just get his mind blown when he realized how meta this is. No, I don't know. I just sat there and it was such a long thing as well. I was just sitting there <laughs> like... It did go on for It went on for so long. And like, both me and my girlfriend, we just like, kind of sat we're like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> it's very, it's very rare we're in a movie that will look over at exactly the same time unprompted and just be like... <laughs> Oh, that happened multiple <laughs> times in this montage. I was like, oh my god, it's... I hated it. It was so just... Again, this is not me saying I hated the whole movie. I yeah. liked other parts of the movie so much. But this ending was so bad. <laughs> so, so bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I was like, I he, honestly... co- well, he, com- he comes in, was like 15, 20 years later, he's got a kid and stuff like that. And he's like, daddy used to work here. And then he goes up, he's like, to the security guard, make any good movies? Nah, whatever. And then they go in, and it's like, ah, oh, this I did this. <laughs> no, you didn't, Manny. <laughs> you didn't, Manny. It got, in a weird way, it feels like Damien Chazelle is trying to take credit for singing in the rain. <laughs> it, it, Damien Chazelle is trying to take credit for all of cinema. <laughs> like, stop Damien it, Chazelle Damien. made Avatar? Question <laughs> mark. He made singing in the rain. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, like I. I personally, I didn't hate it, but I do get where you're coming from. I get more where you're coming from than I do people who say they like couldn't believe how amazing it was, and it's like <laughs> it was so average, if not bad. <laughs> it's like I think what people maybe are referring to, and again, I'm trying not to be mean here, of like, because maybe we miss something, but I'm not trying to be like the lowest common denominator audience doesn't understand character arcs. But I think people are like oh my god, like, he he said he wanted to have an impact on cinema, and then he sees he did have an impact on cinema. And to me, I'm thinking, like, that's just what, like, a character arc is. Like, it's not that. Which is why I was watching, I was like, okay, that's, like, a decent end for his character's story. But that's, like, every movie has an end to a character's story. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah, not that. I mean, it wasn't anything that super special. special. <laughs> like, it's, like, I, 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 it truly baffled me when I saw all that. I don't know. It was... It's kind of funny. <laughs> you saying that? I mean, I can I can believe it because again, not to hate on TikTok, but there's some there's some people who say things well, that and, and not to hate on our own audience because clearly our own audience loves Babylon. So I feel like we're gonna get some shit. Yeah. For this. this is gonna be a a, a big poorly planned <laughs> podcast. Oh, this is the most this, like hateful. twenty minute rant of of Babylon. But yeah, I genuinely just I did not enjoy it at all. <laughs> also, I love how we've clearly we've hated on. The two ends of the spectrum be like this superhero movie garbage is so kid movie whatever and then come like, on this I think I have I just have I just grown yeah. out of it <laughs> and then it's like this movie's too pretentious so fucking boring <laughs> God I need I need a good middle ground get me Ted 
Get me ten. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, that is cinema. <laughs> just imagine being like a rich guy sitting in your mansion, like, waiter, bring me Ted. <laughs> Presents the DVD on a platter. Mark Wahlberg is tied up like a hog, <laughs> apple in his mouth, sent in. Oh, Jesus. Mark Wahlberg is in Tobey Maguire's sex dungeon. <laughs> As the rat? <laughs> yeah. yeah, by the way, can we just... Uh, Toby Maguire, what an interesting performance. Yeah, what interesting choice from Damien there. I thought, I um, mean, I, I enjoyed him. I thought he was funny, just like in his Toby Maguire-ness. Yeah. It was funny, though, when he when the reveal, like, it panned over and it was Toby, like, half the cinema <laughs> chuckled. Because they're just like, no, it's Toby. Ah, it's Toby. <laughs> Everyone's kind of like weird cousin yeah. that he's kind of yeah, like... it's Toby. Also, can... Uh, I don't know. One other thing, just a random kind of nitpicky thing. But, like, the movie also had weirdly different tones where sometimes it was super ridiculous and then sometimes it was more, like, grounded and real. Where then, like, when his fucking prop friend is like, oh, yeah, I got you $250,000. And then they get there and he's like, oh, it was, I got you prop money. As if it's, like, a fucking, I know, like I was a, like, like a comedy from the 80s or something. Like, so it was like, <laughs> it's an no SNL one, skit. Like, yeah, like, who would. Like, what grown adult would be... That's not even like, oh my god, Hollywood was so chaotic, they paid mobsters with, like, prop money. It's just like, just... who would do this besides possibly Ted? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's so stupid. Like, yeah. he, he knows they're going to see a mobster. He's like, yeah, it's, it's fake money. Like, yeah. you, you think the mobster idiot. wouldn't test if it's prop money? Like, that you can find out if you literally just drop a drop of water on it? Like, ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Hey, what? So oh, maybe we, we didn't we did... get it. Maybe we're not good enough for cinema, for mm-hmm. the Kino. But yeah. For, for the Kino. <laughs> for the Kino. <laughs> maybe we're just not made for the Kino. <laughs> Honestly, that is what this pod should have been titled. Not made for the Kino. <laughs> I mean, that also works, I think. Made for Ted. <laughs> not made for Kino. Made for Wahlburgers. <laughs> yeah, um, I like how the two things we've talked like most positively about in the past two episodes have been Ted and Family Guy. That really shows where we're at in our lives. Yeah, that's not great. Um, <laughs> it's really not great. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane's got a hold over us. <laughs> um, um, we 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 haven't touched on the 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 trumpet guy. What do you think? Oh, the trumpet guy. I don't remember his name, hence why I called him the trumpet guy. <laughs> the trumpet guy. Sydney something. I thought he was good. I mean, there were little plot I, lines like that that were, like... Useless. Solid, but they they felt... I don't know. Yeah, they felt kind of like a... Filler. A little bit. Like, I... I Again, I get what it was all... Like, everything kind of had a purpose. Like, I get it was to yeah, I mean, show, it got, you know... It and, showed like, different aspects and different cultures and... And like, like, and, like, Manny has become, you know, kind of this cold studio exec. And, you know, yeah, again, like, also the cultural stuff and, like, the... What African-Americans went through in the early times of Hollywood and all that. But it... it just the integration into yeah, it, just, like it felt so I feel much like you more could have done it. focused at the start. Yeah, you could do it a lot because he felt like... He, or he felt like a bit of a... One of the, maybe not the main character, but like a strong supporting character, right? And then he just—it seems like he's almost forgotten a little bit, and then just kind of like put in throughout a few different places. Yeah, um, I forget how how does his arc end? Slash, does he, it? I think they show him at the end, and he goes back to playing in like jazz, jazz clubs. Which oh yeah, true. Is you know, 
fine, I guess. Man, Damien Chazelle loves his jazz clubs as well. He, he does love his jazz clubs. He loves one of the shots where you zoom right in on the trumpet. He's, he fucking mm-hmm. goes bananas. Ah! <laughs> just gets super hard whenever he moves the camera. Like, <laughs> and now we go oh my God, right into the it. trumpet. <laughs> right into the trumpet. God. <laughs> God. Anyway, enough on Damien Chazelle going right into that trumpet. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I have mixed feelings on it. At the Me very too. least... It was interesting enough to, after I saw the movie, I spent like an hour talking about it with my friends. I much exactly. prefer a movie that has like a lot of shit going on that's interesting to talk about. That's, you can't say this movie wasn't going for a lot. Exactly. Like, it it went for, it movie. just went for too much. Um, it went for too much, yeah. And yeah, I prefer that over a boring mess of, a, I mean, just like boring blah movie. Yeah. But um, and again, parts I really liked, but overall, just not, not my cup of tea. Call me not intellectual enough, but call you not the Kino man. Call me <laughs> six point three out of ten. Your your review suggests otherwise. Two point five. Well, by the way, we should clear this up sometime. My letterbox reviews and my actual scores are different. My actual scores are like like a school report. You know what I mean? Where like a sixty five is like failing and like are just barely passing, and then like a seventy is like okay and all this. And the letterbox, I just feel like out of five stars, like. You do it a different scale, you know what I mean? I can't explain it. I don't know. I think you could just easily translate that to an out of 10. All right. Because if you you look at what you've done here, you've basically said it's 5 out of 10. Yeah, no, I, I know. But but that's the thing, because like, if you get a 50% on a grade, you're like, oh my god, I totally failed. But that's, but you get two and a half stars, you're like, okay, I got, I did okay. It's a different scale. I'm not crazy. I can't be the only one who thinks this. Mm, okay, I see. Your justification <laughs> is okay, mm. but your mind is bananas. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, bananas. Bananas. <laughs> I still can't believe you have a photo of us two shirtless on your Instagram captioned bananas, which we just thought was a funny baby driver reference at the time, but in hindsight looks hella sus. Uh anyway, what would you give it out of 10? I'm going to stick with my 2.5. Damn it. Translate that into Fuck. a five out of ten because that's Shit. what normal people do. <laughs> um, well, with that in mind, we're gonna move on to the dumb news. Now we have here today the Tom news kind of ties into an actual piece of news. Oh, we're gonna talk about some Oscar nom noms. <laughs> Not the nom noms. <laughs> I just say the Tom Cruise can never be topped by what happened last week. No, yeah, we should. We just have to accept that. I'm sorry. The cake. The cake news was <laughs> was as good as it's gonna get ever. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, we just have a congratulatory. Weird how I said that. Piece of Tom Cruise. Top Gun Maverick nominated for Best Picture. Ooh, bit of a mad one. But also that is a bit of a mad one. I mean, kind of deserved. I like it. I'd say deserves, but I would not expect it. Right? I mean, I, I wouldn't... Is you, Babylon yeah. nominated? It is not, no. I think Babylon was only nominated for costume design and shit like that. Um, okay, I mean, I guess, I guess that makes sense, but... But yeah, I mean, nothing else too crazy, just kind of ones you'd expect, and they're good choices. I'm hoping to see Colin Farrell bring it home. Um, mm-hmm. The whole cast of Banshees of Inisherin was nominated, which is cool. Very um, nice. But... Also, a- Avatar was nominated for Best Picture. I also get that. 
Yeah, big dub. Um, big dub for, but, eh, okay. But no Violent Night is what you're telling me. No, big L. I will say there is a headline here from thenews.com.pk, where it says, <laughs> <laughs> Tom Cruise steps out for dinner in London. Of course he's in fucking London, this Cruise guy. <laughs> After loves this bitch. Best Actor Oscar Snub. Now, are they implying Tom Cruise should have been nominated for Best Actor for Top Gun Maverick? Because let's be honest here. Top Gun Maverick's appeal is not in the nuance of Tom Cruise's performance. Like, No, I think he does a really good performance, but I would not yeah, say... But he is not. Anyway... I mean, again, I, I haven't seen the other Nos... I mean, not... <laughs> the Oscar Omnis. <laughs> <laughs> the Oscar nominees. Um, so I don't know what he's pitted up against. Well, we have him against Brendan Fraser from The Whale, which by all counts was a great performance. Austin uh-huh. Butler in Elvis, which was a great performance. Okay. Colin Farrell in Banshees, which was great. And the last two I haven't seen, but Bill Nye is in there. Fucking Davy Jones. Who? Oh, Bill, I thought you said Bill Nye. I was like, what is he doing there? <laughs> yeah, Bill Nye, just acclaimed Oscar winner. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, but yeah, Cruz. Okay, I mean, I guess, again, Cruz is one of my favorite actors, probably more so than the rest of those people on that list. But in terms of actual acting chops, probably mm. not in the same league. Yeah. Although, I have to say, this pick of Cruz leaving the restaurant, kind of swaggy, I'm not going to lie. He's sort is of he... rocking the casual look. He's just, Ooh, okay. he looks a bit like a like a dad or something. I'm kind of I'm kind of liking this look for Cruz. Can you, can you send me the link? I need to see it. Uh, I'll, send, I'll, send, I'll send the pick. Give me a second. Ah, okay. He looks kind of tired and old. <laughs> Isn't that the dad look that I was referencing? I guess. I mean, he does look swagged out, but he looks kind of sad. <laughs> I, mean, I was kind of joking when I said he look. He doesn't actually look swagged out. He just looks like a dad, and I kind of, I kind of respect it. I don't know. He's just like me. I mean, a man who's not a dad should not look like a dad. Usually, he's just <laughs> like you. He is a dad. Is he? A- is he? Of course he's a dad. He has like 50 kids. Does he? <laughs> he has three. <laughs> okay, I mean, he's just hes just such a like... I don't know, he's in an institution. You never hear about those kids. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're going to move on to the announcements and such. Um, uh, read some comments. Joe C lists some of his favorite villains. He says Darth Vader, Thanos. Oh, we didn't mention Thanos. That's an L. Ledger's Joker, Green Goblin, Gollum, T-1000, Darth Maul, Predator, Barbosa, and Voldemort. But nobody's better than Miles Braun because he's just dumb. I, I like that assertion. Um, ZJ says, this is one of the funniest pods you guys have done. 2525 sent me and the bit about Hank's loving Cruz's cake had me dying. Thank you, ZJ. Glad, glad you enjoyed. Uh, glad you enjoyed the cake talk. Josie says, I was on the floor when you read that Tom Cruise cake article. I have no <laughs> idea what's funnier. The fact that the article said those exact words on there. Are you and Freddie's reaction to the article? I love this episode. Thank you, Josie. Glad glad you enjoyed. Um, Al says, hey, guys, I just want to say that in less than three weeks, it would have been five years since I first discovered the pod when I watched the Ben and Fred watch video on the first Incredibles movie, February 15th. So thanks for a great five years. So thanks for five great and funny years, Benedict and Frederick. Ah, ow. God, so wholesome. I saw this, and then there was, like, some hate in the comments. <laughs> NMS says, what a fake fan. Real fans of the pod have been watching for five years, eight months, two weeks, and 2.5 days. And Al Phillips says, why, well, I was actually looking forward to more Benefred watches rather than the actual pod at first. So I think what's happened here is 
NMS has come in with a bit of a meme, and Alfeld has admitted that he hates the pod and only watches the Benford watches. So, you are blocked, Al. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you so much. We appreciate your dedication to the pod over the years, then. Yeah, glad. You are blocked, Al. <laughs> glad you enjoyed. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, NMS says, The Gone Girl mention makes me want to recommend a potential ranking pod episode for David Fincher's movies when his new Netflix movie comes out this year starring the man who bends the foss um i've never heard that but i love it interesting but yeah that would david fincher movie uh episode that would actually be kind of dope um anson says my favorite villain of all time has to be bill cypher from the show gravity falls i could go on about how excellent he is but i will simply instead mention that he does at one point jovially say the line now if you'll excuse me i have some children i need to turn into corpses that pretty much tells you all you need to know about this eldritch dorito man damn interesting um may have to give that a shot we have been getting recommended to watch gravity falls for a while as well um so that may be maybe a vibe and he also says puss in boots 2 was shockingly amazing probably my favorite film of last year stellar stuff all around very true um connor says that entire section about the cruise cake legit had me crying while laughing a power only the cruise cake holds amazing episode (laughs) as always lads thank you connor and nms responds saying did some digging into the old pod episodes because I remember an ancient Tom Cruise about Tom Cruise's fake butt in Valkyrie. See episode nine of the pod at an hour, four minutes into it. The Tom Cruise felt like a spiritual connection to that. Yeah, that is the thing. We did talk about Tom Cruise's fake cake a while ago. But so um, I've, I've looked at this now, right? Because hmm. it came up and I think it is simply a trick of the mind because hmm. the, the Bunda does look, to put it politely, scrumdelicious. But I think if you look, because I I kind of saw it in a GIF motion. Yeah, a GIF that you sent to me, we should clarify. Oh, yes, that's where I I forgot where I... Yeah, okay, so... (laughs) You just sent me that GIF. (laughs) Okay, let's look at at it. Look at it, okay? Are you looking at the GIF? I'm investigating it, yeah. Right butt cheek caked... I mean, sorry, left butt cheek obviously caked up, but maybe not fake... But then the right leg, it looks humongous, but it is, in fact, the entire it, thigh. It, it's the thigh, you're it's, right. It's the entire so is thigh. is he just actually real caked up? But that's still too much cake, though. It's a lot it's of cake. It's a lot. But it's a lot of cake I think, for I think a 60 year cruise. But also, I don't know, because I guess why would they do it? It's kind. Of, it's a little bit of one of those like Instagram influencer, you know, trick of the pose sort of thing where you... you Bend mm. it a certain way to make the. See, I think I think it's just a, an illusion that's happened. A cruise not ass denying illusion. him his. I still th- I think yeah. I think there's something going on there. I think it might be a diaper. I don't know. Um, <laughs> Daniel says another really great <laughs> and enjoyable episode. Keep up the truly puss esque work. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, <laughs> Thank you so much, Daniel. One of the funniest episodes in a long time. My sides were hurting from laughing so hard. P.S. Easily the most unhinged Tom Cruise ever, and I loved it. Can't wait for the Tom Hanks Tom Cruise video where Tom Hanks eats Cruise's ass. Coming very soon to the Forty <laughs> Five Podcast After Dark. God, we've really corrupted a lot of people here. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, feel, I feel bad about this. What if we get a cameo of Cruise <laughs> or Tom, and then just them going ham on a picture of the other one? <laughs> That's a very good idea, actually. That'd be worth thousands of dollars that that fucking Tom Cruise impersonator charges. Another PS. What are your thoughts on Jake Paul versus Tommy Fury happening at the end of February? Dot, dot, dot. Testicle. So, thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a, Classic it's, a good, it's a good fight for both of them. It's actually kind of a fun fight because whoever loses is pretty much fucked in their boxing career. Um, so... 
Yeah, I think Jake Paul should probably win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tommy Fury pulls it out of the bag. But yeah, I think I'm... I hope Tommy pulls it out of the bag. But if he does, then we don't get the Jake Paul KSI, which probably is a good thing. Because Jake That's Paul is a good thing. Fuck him up. <laughs> you would fuck the shit out of it. Okay, I mean... Hey, uh, <laughs> you would fuck... If- <laughs> Classic uh, funk master. I'm a come. I'm a come on your ass. <laughs> also, by the way, did you see the KSI documentary? I actually watched it. Yes, I'm that guy. <laughs> yes, I'm Himothy. <laughs> <laughs> God, never mind. We can save that for another time. But yeah, I watched the KSI documentary. I've not seen that. Uh, is it good? Uh, yeah, that's some that's some stuff. Um, Anyway, we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, and finally, Movie Boy says, I was listening to the episode at school and I was laughing at the Tom Cruise cake. I then rewind it to watch the Tom Cruise again. And at one part, my headphones cut out. And at full volume in class, it said Tom Hanks is deeply in love with the Tom Cruise cake. And Josie says, I can only imagine the look on the classmate's face when that happened. Uh, yeah, that is truly horrific, but also very That is, hilarious. uh, did you get expelled? Yeah. Also, to be fair, could have come out of the worst point. There's a part where you talk about, would you rather sit on Tom Cruise's face and fuck his ass or something? Yeah. <laughs> like, that was the part where I was like, should I cut I this out? It, is this- sit on his cake, not his face. Sorry, yeah. No, eat his cake or fuck his ass or something like that. And I was just like, is this is this where we draw the line? Should I should I cut this one out? But I was like, no, I was, you know what? For, I, the, I, for the culture. I was very happy you kept it in. <laughs> um, Same with the reverberating testicle moment. Yes, of course, of course. I've gotten a lot more lenient. I'm gonna say I leave most of the I, stuff in. I love. That I used to be like, oh, we, we said the word testicles. We've Got to cut that out. Now I'm just like, what if I put my balls in a in a headphone thing and it, it <gasps> what if I literally fucked Tom Cruise in the butt? <laughs> Yeah, it's gotten really unhinged. I guarantee, I've thought about this a little bit. I guarantee you in like five years, I'm going to look back on this and be like, why the fuck did I upload this publicly? <laughs> but you know what? We enjoy the ride. That's what it's about. We, we do enjoy the ride. I was also going to say there was kind of a similar moment where uh, one of the film guys during our class, he's just watching something. And I look over and I see he's got like a BHL Hudson video pulled up just as a bit of a meme. And then he goes to the Poorly Planned Podcast and I was like, if this motherfucker has forgotten to mute his computer in the middle of this lecture, just the poorly planned <laughs> podcast starts blaring out. I'm going to kill myself. Um, and luckily he had, but yeah, one of these days that'll happen and I will, uh, it'll be painful. Anyway. It'll be painful. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, drop a like on YouTube, subscribe, hit the bell button, leave a comment down below what you thought of the things we talked about. If you hate us now for our takes on Shazam and Babylon and what you thought of, Let us uh, know. of everything really. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave a five-star rating, a nice review. Tell your friends about the pod. You can find me on YouTube, BHL Hudson. Instagram, Twitter, BHL underscore Hudson. TikTok, BHL Hudson. Letterboxd, Real BHL Hudson. You can email the pod at bhlhudsonvids at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at FTK underscore Dalt Sniper. You can find me on Instagram at Fidalgard. You can find me on Letterboxd at FTK underscore Thwilms. And you can find me on YouTube at FTK Space Gaming. Thank you very much for listening, and we will see you next time. Babylon sucks. Oh, he went there. Yeah. He's him. Call me Himothy, because I'm him. All right. All right, sorry.